you. Danny, good to see you again. Uh, feels like a while, doesn't it, since the Norwich game? How's the squad shaping up? Any fresh injury concerns or is everyone all OK? Uh, good morning, Louis. No, everything pretty much OK, um, I feel, from uh, the last game. Tino Andrin went off against Stoke, didn't he, and didn't feature against Norwich. Is he all all right? Yeah, I think he was just precautionary, really. I think Tino took a knock to his thigh. It was a dead leg. Um, and yeah, it took three or four days to settle down, but he's been training the last few days and um, looking fit and well. I guess you'll, uh, you know, you'll be without Tom Lees. I suppose that's a good opportunity for someone like a Will Boyle to come into the squad, perhaps into the first 11. Yeah, I think when players get suspended or injured, it's always opportunities for other players. So, um, yeah, Will Boyle, Romani Edmonds, Green um, will be in contention. I guess whoever you choose, it's a massive opportunity for them, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's a big game against a tough opposition. Um, and football is all about opportunity and taking that when the when the chance comes. What What's it like as a player when the manager is put in that situation, Danny, like you are, and you are looking at one of the, either someone who's coming back to the club over the summer or someone like Romani, who's a bit younger. What's it like knowing that you could have that opportunity from a player's point of view? Yeah, I think it's obviously exciting and the players obviously trying to do all they can to be selected. I think that's what us as coaches and staff are always trying to evaluate and assess which players ready, which players performing um, to the best levels in training and which players most suited against that certain type of opponent. No, I guess if they get that opportunity, it's just about them trying to hold on to the shirt once they get it, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think... Um, that's what it is in football. I think careers can be made on opportunities and moments for players. Um, so, yeah. On, on the Norwich game, as we said, it's been a while given the situation at Coventry. How has it been now the dust has settled? Because you've had a lot of time to reflect on that, haven't you? Yeah, I think it's been really good having a, a week to prepare, really. Um, we did have a really short pre-season and we felt as though this week's been really good in terms of getting a lot of physical preparation into the players and also tactical and game plan um, to perform against West Brom. Yeah, what, what, what do you do in that extended break almost? Because it, it gets to Thursday, you've been preparing for another game and then all of a sudden that's not there. It almost reminds me a little bit of that season when postponements were happening left, right and centre. How, how do you remain focused and keep that preparation up? Um, I think it's just being adaptable to any sort of circumstance that arises. I think... All these things in football are always thrown up and people, the players and staff here are experienced enough to adapt really quickly, um, have plans in place to prepare for any scenario, really. Just lost you there. Oh, you're back there. Sorry, I think you froze then. Are you back? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I've got you there. Sorry okay. about that. No problem. Um, so what, what positives can the extended break do? Because some might look at it and say, oh, that's a bit long, but then some will be like, on, on on the face of it, the, the side should be fit and raring to go come Saturday. Yeah, I think when these things happen, they're, they're out of our control. So we just sort of adapt and take the positives out of every situation. Uh, the positives are that we had a good good full week of training to prepare, um, rest some players who maybe had a few niggles, um, sort of individualise their training schedules to try and get everybody um, in peak condition come um, come tomorrow. How's uh, Pat Jones been since the Norwich game? Because he must still be pretty sky high after his goal. Yeah, I think he um, 
Yeah, pretty excited. Pat, he obviously came on against Norwich, um, made a big impact, scored a goal, potentially could have had an assist or two. Um, so, yeah, um, we've, we've known about Pat for a long time. He's got a lot of potential. So, um, yeah, he's, um, he's in a good place at the moment. It must be one of the, the good, the best parts of the job, knowing you've got a young player like that, you throw him on and he has an impact like that. Yeah, no, it's really exciting. I think um, Pat's been performing really well in the B team and in first team sessions as well. He's been making an impact. Um, so, yeah, it was good to see Pat come on and uh, perform so well against Norwich. And in a way, it's testament to the club, isn't it, down the years, knowing that they produce that calibre of younger players. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's well publicised that um, the, the B team programme, Oldersfield Town's um, quite unique. There's not many other clubs sort of have that structure in place. And um, yeah, there's a lot of focus and emphasis goes on developing these um, young players. Danny Ward, two goals in four in his first uh, few league games. What have you made to his start of the season? Because we'll be chatting to him later on. Yeah, Danny's, Danny's been looking really sharp from the day, from the first day of pre-season. Um, he was come back really fit and in good physical condition like all the rest of the players. Um, and he's to get two goals so early on in the season um, will do wonders for his confidence, I'm sure. And it's great for you. You've got Jordan, who's also already scored this season, just having two strikers who have already hit the back of the net so early on. Yeah, I think when, you, when you're a striker, you it focuses on scoring goals and that's the way strikers can help the team. Um, the more the more goals they can score, the more confidence they'll naturally have. So, um, yeah, it's good that they're both up and running with the two goals apiece. On um, Kane Kessler-Hayden as well, what did you make to his first appearance in the township? Yeah, I think um, Kane's come in and hit the ground running, really. Um, first and foremost, he's, he's integrated really quickly into the team. Um, into the first team squad um, we knew he was physically capable um, to compete and we decided to start him in the first game um, against Stoke so um, yeah he's, um, he's got lots of potential lots more developing to do Kane but he's, he's started his career at Huddersfield Town positively and he was telling us when we spoke to him when there are low moves and stuff it's it's about also as well growing off the pitch isn't it you know he said he's he's got to live by himself learn to cook things like that yeah, I think the, the club will obviously support him because he's so young in those kind of things, but he's still um, he's still living in an hotel, so I think he's in the process of finding finding a flat. So, yeah, all these other things off the pitch, uh, challenging, challenging particularly for a 19-year-old player. Um, West Brom, they obviously played at the weekend and then played on Tuesday in the Cup as well. Not the greatest result for them. So, we go back to your break. Is, is that something you really need to take advantage of? Um, yeah, we'll always try and take the positives out of that. I think they made ten changes West Brom for the Derby game um, after the after the win against um, Hull City. So I think they've got a strong strong squad depth. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll try and take the advantage in terms of us having a free week and preparing on the training pitch for this game. Oh, Danny. Uh, yeah, I'll continue on West Brom. What what are you expecting from them uh, in terms of their approach to the game? Yeah, I think it's um, it'll be a tough challenge. I think they've got some real quality attacking players. Um, I think the results prior to the whole one, they performed really well, similar to Norwich. Um, and I think after 25, 30 minutes of the whole game, I think the attacking players came came into the game a lot more and was a real problem. So, um, yeah, the attacking threat's a real danger. Obviously, a familiar face in the attacking lineup for them as well. Carl Grant, no 
at this club what, what he can do to teams. But there's a lot of players to keep an eye on, aren't there? Yeah, I think so. I think they've got a real sort of clear way of playing football, a real structure in their shape, both in defence and attack. Um, but the four attacking players are um, players we've sort of focused on trying to nullify their threat this week. And you obviously you played under Steve Bruce here. What are your sort of memories of his time at the club? Yeah, I think I was just sort of coming through into the first team at the time. Um, I think a lot of investment at the club at the time and a lot of big name players coming in and I was sort of around the periphery of it training. I think made a few substitute appearances. But um, yeah, it was a good time for me in terms of my progression and development and obviously good working under Steve Bruce for a short spell. Do you feel like uh, there's similarities with what he's doing now sort of to then or completely different bit of evolution? Yeah, I think I think as a coach and a manager, you need to evolve and change sort of with the times and he'll be working with different staff to what he did when he was initially here. So I think there's always sort of evolution, as you say, in um, in coaching methods. There's another former town boss coming as well, David Wagner. Um, great for the fans to get the chance to, to see him. Yeah, brilliant. I think um, obviously the fans and the club hold David Wagner in our regards and what he helped the club achieve in terms of promotion to the Premier League. So it'd be great for him to um, come back to the club and have that connection with the supporters again. A player I wanted to ask about, I know Pat Jones obviously got the headlines, understandably. Etienne Kamara, I think, has impressed him that he made the most of the minutes he's come on. What, what do you see in him? Yeah, I think Etienne's developing really, really well. Um, I think he's showing a real confidence, which is probably one of the most important things when you step into the first team environment. Um, he's always wanting the ball. He's got a willingness to, to learn and develop. Uh, and again, I think the players, the first team players are trusting him. You can see that. They want to pass the ball to him. Um, they know he's going to work off the ball for the team. So, um, yeah, he's um, he's developing well. Over this sort of this past couple of weeks, has it been, where's your own priorities been? Has it been sort of trying to increase the attacking output? Is it trying to shore things up at the back, trying to find the balance? Yeah, I think it's always trying to find the balance between between the two. Defensively, you want to be solid and you want to be an attacking threat at the same time. Both things are linked. Um, so, yeah, we've tried to find the balance this week. Um, I feel as though the preparation for this particular game's been really good. Um, we'll try and give as much clarity in our messages to the players um, in order to perform tomorrow. And less than a week of the, the transfer window left. Uh, how, how do things stand, both on the ins and the outs for the club? Yeah, I think obviously we're, wanting, we're always wanting to strengthen the squad. Um, the club are working hard to do that and hopefully we can get some new faces in. Is it still, as you said previously, a centre-back, a centre-forward? Is that the plan? Yeah, that's the, um, the areas we want to strengthen. OK. And in terms of outs, are there any players we might see leave over the next week or so? Um, potentially, there might be some loan players, players going out on loan. Um, we feel as though they're not going to be in and around the squad. So maybe, um, yeah, there'll be a few. Cheers, Steve. Thanks, mate. Steve. Louis, we've got you back, mate. Yeah, sorry about that. Don't know what happened there. Okay, have you got anything else to ask? There was just a couple of things. I was just going to mention the the win over West Brom last season, Danny. Do you memories from that day? Um, yeah, vaguely. Um, my memory's like a sieve at times, but um, yeah, I think that I don't know if you can take sort of confidence from these moments because it's always a a fresh season and a new start. Um, so we'll just prepare as this game's very unique. And Stephen touched on Steve Bruce there, someone who's closing in on his thousandth game as manager, whereas you're at the start of your managerial career. It's going to be quite interesting seeing you both in the dugout. <laughs> yeah, no, Steve Bruce had a fantastic career as a player and he's continued that now in, into management. Um, so I've got a lot of respect for 
Steve Bruce, um, I think he's done a fantastic job at whatever whatever club he's been at and whatever club he's managed. So um, yeah, it'd be um, it'd be good to see him again. Have you stayed in touch with him since, or will it be one of the first times you've maybe spoken to him properly? Yeah, I think probably one of the first times for for a while. I think um, football moves at such a fast pace and people go off in their own directions and focuses. So, um, but it'd be good to good to meet him again. Good to see you again. Good luck for tomorrow. Thanks, Louis. Cheers, mate. Thanks, Louis. Stuart, Rainer, good morning. Good morning. Morning, Danny. How are you doing? Morning, Stuart. Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Just, just wanted to ask about Steve as well. I mean, given all his experience, will you make a beeline to have a, have a chat with him after the game and pick his brain? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, obviously, with the experience he's had and the, the career he's had as a, as a manager now, it's always good to sort of pick these, um, these coaches' brains. How have you found it so far uh, in that regard? Have, have most of the managers be you speak to managers and, and they, they say that there's quite a friendliness between managers after games, quite a willingness to share ideas. Have you tapped into that much so far? Yeah, we we always sort of invite the coaching staff into the into the office after to discuss briefly the game. Um, it can be quite a challenge. I'm not going to lie when you've just come up against them to compete, but. Um, I'm very rarely in there because Dave drags me away to do the media work. So <laughs> it's the rest of the coaching staff normally. I catch the back end of it. Fair enough. I, I guess even when uh, when David Wagner comes through, that that's another opportunity. Are you are you one who, you know, tries to sort of learn a lot that way, as it were, from from other people's experiences? Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's um, that's a major. Major thing in sort of football as a player and as a coach, you, you never stop learning. You're continuously learning, and to speak to these people who have sort of been through the the role of head coach or manager um, and had lots of experiences, um, it's great to chat and get their view on things. And and just with with regards to the um, the strikers, Louis was obviously talking about how both Danny and Jordan have got got going this season, goal scoring wise, and they, they've linked quite well at the end of matches. To, uh, together when they've both been on the field, is is playing playing two of them together regularly uh, an option you're considering? Yeah, it's something we discussed definitely within the club and within the within the coaching staff. Um, I think they're both excellent players, both very good professionals, and I think sort of when they do play together. Although I know they've not started much last season together or at all this season, I think they do have different qualities. So it's something that, um, that has been discussed and considered. Are you because obviously under Carlos things were quite flexible tactically. Are, are you looking to sort of settle on a formation, or are you looking to continue that sort of um, flexibility? Yeah, I think um, in terms of formations, I think I'm quite flexible. Um, in terms of principles, I'm sort of very sort of rigid and straight in what what I want to see. So um, yeah, formations flexible, principles uh, fixed. Fair enough. And and just in terms of of Kane and and all the other players across the country who've who've joined a club during the season. I mean, how how difficult is that for them when they come in without having had pre-season? And how valuable has that made the last, you know, week and a half of actually being able to spend time on the training ground just working with them? Yeah, I think we've really taken advantage of this week. Um, it's been really structured, well-scheduled, um, both for a collective purpose, what the, what, what the team needs collectively, and also from an individual purpose, because all the players are very unique in their own way. Um, some are power athletes, some are, can sustain sort of the demands much more. So we've tried to really tailor for those needs and um, get the players to the level they are now to perform tomorrow. I mean, obviously, most clubs will be facing it in the next couple of weeks, but it, it, is it difficult to just get someone 
up to speed when when they're coming in in the middle of a of a hectic program um yeah i think again it depends on the individual the character um where the player's been at his parent club um how much training he's done have they been in around the first team have they been playing games but um kane's personality is very very open um he's, he's willing to learn he wants to be the best player he can be and i think when you've got this kind of mindset it's quite easy to adapt and settle in um so yeah it's been positive in that sense and and just just from your own perspective i don't know if you if you feel settled now as a manager or if you think you'll ever feel settled now as a manager i mean how how is it how is it for you no it's been um it's been challenging definitely um so it's one i've enjoyed um, getting used to the new role um giving myself new roles and responsibilities um working more closely with staff delegating work making sure everybody's delivering the right things um, and the focus all the time is how we can help the players improve and how we can support and facilitate their their development and their performances um, and that's something I've adapted to quickly um, and now enjoying enjoying the journey. I mean you mentioned delegating there you obviously have to because it's such a big job but does that take a, a bit of getting used to you know giving up control over certain things to certain people? Um, yeah, it can do, I think. I think going from like an assistant coach where you're very much delivering the sessions on the pitch, um, you're very much really tailoring to what the head coach wants you to deliver. And now I've sort of come into that role where I discuss more with the coaches. We see what sessions we're going to deliver based on the way we want to play football and then delegate that work to the coaches and I oversee pretty much what goes off on the training pitch. Um, and then it's managing the squad, it's managing players, it's um, focusing on the off-field coaching, which we're big advocates of. We do lots of individual analysis and collective meetings. So, um, yeah, all this is involved in the uh, scheduling and planning process. Great. Well, thanks very much for your time, Danny. Good luck at the weekend. Thank you. Cheers, Stuart. Thanks, thanks mate. Stuart. Alfie, good morning. Morning. Morning, Danny. How are you doing? Morning, Alfie. Good, mate. You? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Uh, could you just get a quick update on David Kasumu and how his recovery is coming on from his injury? Yeah, David, uh, I've just had an update this morning, actually. He's very close. Um, he's been on the pitch with the physios doing um, lots of rehab for the last 10 days. Um, he's due to join back in with the first team squad Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, which will be modified sessions and hopefully get him back to full-time training the back end of next week. So probably looking at two weeks time before he's back available today something like that yeah we'll see how he sort of reacts um next week to training um and again everybody's individual so when he's ready for selection i'll i'll speak closer with the physios and um we'll get a date penciled in good stuff um just looking at your, your centre-back options then i know you've spoken about them with louis earlier um with no tom lees you've sort of got a, a way up between the experience of will boyle and and somebody less experienced in Romani Edmonds Green. How difficult is that decision and for you to get right in the heart of your defence? Yeah, I think it's um, it's always a challenge when you see two players on the pitch sort of giving everything. Um, their attitudes both have been fantastic. Um, and we're always just sort of assessing which player can perform to the best of their level in order to impact the game against a certain type of opponent. And also the relationship with the other players on the pitch, how, how it impacts them, how the other players will affect that player. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's a decision not made lightly. And uh, just finally, on, on Danny Ward, given given that we're speaking to him, I know you said he's come back for pre-season really sharp and he started the season 
well and amongst the girls. But he's been a bit longer than that for Danny, hasn't he? He was really, really good last season. And I think he might have said to us last year that he felt it was the best football that he'd been playing in his career. Do you kind of echo that? Yeah, definitely. I think um, when he first came back to the club, it took him a while to sort of get used to the methodology and the demands and to get a few niggles at the time. But um, no, it's, it's come through them really well. And um, yeah, he's performing now at a, a very good, a very good level. Good stuff. Best of luck tomorrow, Dana. Cheers, Alfie. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Alfie. Uh, we're just going to come back to Steve in the room for one second because he missed something. Yeah, sorry. Cheers, Dave. Um, how close is Pat Jones to a place in the starting lineup? Because obviously, when he makes an impact like he did against Norwich, surely he's got to be considered. Yeah, um, he's a very unique individual, Pat. He has had a few injury problems um, sort of over the last season or so. Um, again, we're very focused on him as an individual in terms of his training schedule. Um, so starting a game, I wouldn't say now. I'd say it's going to be a process in order to get him up to that level so then we can sustain sustain his game time. Perfect. Danny, can you hear me now? Got you, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Danny, uh, congratulations on your appointment on the Huddersfield Jobs first time speaking to you. Uh, Danny, just on relation to that victory the last day over Stoke City, both strikers on the market, was it, was it a pivotal result just to kickstart your reign in charge of Huddersfield? Um, I think so, yeah. You always want to get that first win um, first win on the board. Um, we saw lots of positive signs building up to that game, both on the pitch and on the training pitch. Um, so, yeah, it was really good to get up and running with that victory. And obviously, uh, you, just to turn around, the fallout from that Huddersfield uh, game saw uh, Michael O'Neill uh, remove the uh, Stokes uh, City manager. Do you think uh, roughly five games into the season, obviously it's unfortunately experienced manager, uh, but is that just the way the footballing world is at the moment? That pressures are so high in Stoke, a former Premier League club, obviously with expectations of being in or on the playoff picture as well. So um, it just maybe a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, potentially. So early on in the season, um, I'm sure clubs have their idea on what their vision is. Um, clubs have big ambitions. So yeah, the, these decisions are made, and it's. Um, it's par for the course, really, with being a head coach. I think um, this moment can happen any time in a, in a head coach's career. And I suppose, Danny, uh, last year with uh, Huddersfield Town, an awful lot of goals came from the wingers. And is that something you're, obviously, we know the capabilities of Danny Ward and Jordan Rhodes up front, but is it the emphasis, are you on the likes of Joanne Holmes, Sorba Thomas, uh, Tejo Aradron to chip in and maybe one of a few of your wingers to maybe combine to hit uh, double figures in terms of the season to help out uh, Danny and Jordan in terms of the goal scoring front? Because obviously Lewis, Lewis O'Brien added something there in terms of goals, but he's gone now this year. Yeah, we're always working on sort of different attacking moments in order for these kind of players to help the strikers score goals and make assists. So yeah, it's a it's a clear focus, and we give um, we give lots of messages and clarity on this um, this area of the pitch. And you're coming up against the Steve Bruce uh, West Brom side, who've uh, been a renaissance in form there as of late. Uh, results have turned the corner for them and obviously they're a team that put an awful lot of first time deliveries into the box they like to an awful lot of crosses during the games as well so do you expect an aerial bombardment to start as such maybe earlier on in terms of your defenders testing out your central back central defenders with first time deliveries yeah I think so they do have a real attacking threat um, they do have quality in the wide areas Jed Wallace the Angana they're the two players who are playing in the wide areas for West Brom at the moment so 
we're very aware of sort of where their attacks come from and how we can try and um, try and nullify that threat. And obviously, a new addition to Huddersfield Town this year, Yuta Nakayami, a Japanese defender. How do you feel he's settling in uh, in terms of English football and the rigours of the championship, obviously, coming up against all different types of strikers uh, playing in the uh, back four? Yeah, really well. I think Yuta sort of adapt, has adapted really quickly coming from, um, coming from Dutch football. Um, I think it's totally different style. I spoke to Yuta on a number of times and He's really enjoying the challenge. He feels as though he's going to develop really quickly to English football. Um, and I think his performances have shown that he's done that already. And Danny, do you feel sort of settled now, roughly a, a month or so into sort of championship football in terms of that hot seat sort of role? Do you feel that maybe you're still learning as you go? Yeah, I think um, I think I'll continue to learn constantly. I don't think it ever it ever stops um, football. So so complex at times and um, lots of different sort of problems arise and you've got to find the solutions to solve these problems. But um, no, I think that's all part of the enjoyment of it. And it's all part of the journey, continuing to learn, continue to improve and continuing to make the right decisions for the players. And finally, we're entering the last week of the sort of madness, August madness in terms of movements uh, in and out. And you spoke about the lower market, about a few players going out. Is there an opportunity maybe for you to capitalise once Premier League clubs have done their business, maybe of uh, the lower market coming in as well to Huddersfield Town? Yeah, potentially. We're always looking to strengthen the squad. Um, there's lots of collaboration with the recruitment team and the, um, the technical director on these kind of things. Cheers, Danny. Best of luck. Thank you. Cheers.